Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Get into the Word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I, I had a funny experience um, two months ago. My younger sister, she's married. She's in Lagos. She reached out to me and she was sharing a few thoughts with me concerning our current youth in in our church now where we all grew up from and she made a reference because I used to when I started out I used to gather them in the evening Sunday evenings and share some of these things with them um, well it wasn't singles meeting we weren't up to the age of singles there so we just called it the youth meeting but I used to share some of these very principles with them and she was sharing with me that you know um, over time she's built her life on some of these things and she was concerned actually for the generation in our church now and she was thinking of how can we get these things back to them and the reason I said that is this right you a lot of people have which is not bad but a lot of people have talked about you know I, I think we'll do that more as we go but advertising these meetings you know making it bigger having more people come and it's something would really want to happen but when I talk to you and I share with you in the Sunday evening meetings especially the singles gathering I, I want you to really get my heart I really really share my heart with you on the way to Excel in life. I I don't. I'm, how do I put it? I'm not a professional teacher. I, I don't teach. When I if I find something that is useful, that could really really help you get ahead in life, I'm willing to teach it. I'm willing for people to to learn. I'm willing for people to get a hold of it. I'm not someone who by my primary philosophy I'm not someone who believes you should just have one star in one place one, one successful person one person who is everything no, what gives me joy it's people knowing the very things that I know applying it in their life I mean we can all be great we can all excel we can all prosper we can all live a good life are you following what I'm saying? so I really want you to take some of these things to heart and apply them. They will change your life. They changed mine. I didn't come up from a very... My parents are pastors, of course, but I didn't come up from a very wealthy background. My parents are not still extremely... My parents are not wealthy, let me still put it. I mean, you know, then people are going to classify wealth, you know. Like, you know, wealth is not just money, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay? So my parents are not there. But I am someone who started from the, the baseline and applied myself to these things. Applied myself to both the things I teach on a Sunday morning and the things I teach here. And gradually, I find progress 
you know, in my life growing up. Today I'll sit in the office and I'll have invitations from nations to come and speak, to come and teach. I'm, I'm grateful to God for those massive opportunities. But I'm also as grateful to God for the opportunities to pour into your life. It's the same heart I'll use to preach somewhere else that I used to preach here. So this evening, I really, really want to share my heart with you on how to maximize mentorship because that's where I see that a lot of people miss it. How to maximize mentorship. How do you maximize a mentorship relationship? I hope you haven't forgotten some of the things we talked about mentorship during the conference. Okay? Did you guys buy the CD? How many of you bought the CD during the conference? Sold it for how much? 500 naira. Okay. So if you didn't buy it, you should buy it. Okay? It'll, it'll aid you to understand what I'm teaching. I think it's 500 naira. And then they'll send it to you. So if you don't have it, make sure you get a hold of it. If you were not in the conference, uh, get it. If you were in the conference, still get it. I am attending... I don't know how to describe it. I'm attending three schools at the same time, okay? So, I'm doing a postgraduate diploma in pastoral health, pastoral and church health. And I'm doing a 200-level diploma in ministry in another school. And I'm doing a master's degree in biblical studies in another school. So, in the second school there, where I'm doing a diploma in ministry, they had a pastor come teach on itinerant ministry and effective ministry, Okay? It was a class, a 12 hours class, 6 hours each. You know, when the teacher finished, I tried to get a hold of the messages, got a hold of the messages, put it on my phone, and I've been listening to them every day. Been listening to them every day, listening to them. I've done the exams, but I'm listening to them every day. One of the things you want to do as you progress in life is to constantly feed yourself. So I'll give you an example to that. You might be in a meeting and, you know, you were taught like that conference. And you know that the, the messages taught in that conference are foundational to your excellence, to your success in life. And you understand, when I talk about success in these forums, what do I mean? Fulfilling God's plan for your life. I don't mean more money to your accounts. That can be part of it, but that's not what I'm talking about, okay? So, now, what happens is... You get a hold of those messages and keep listening to them because some things said in those meetings will slip. You, you will not hear them. Are you following what I'm saying? You know, some, you know, you're writing, but you will not get everything. If you listen to the message again, you'd realize, oh, one word will strike you again. You listen to it again, another word will strike you again. You listen to it. So there are messages you need to constantly feed yourself on. So, make sure you get that message again. Alright. So, let's read two scriptures and then I'm just going to talk. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 5. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 5. I'm going to use the amplified version. The wise also will hear and increase in learning. The wise will hear and increase in learning. What that means is that if a wise man hears something... It's going to aid his learning. Alright? And the person of understanding will acquire skill and attain to sound counsel. This is why I took the Amplified Version. It says, so that he may be able to steer his course right. He would attain to wise counsel so that he can steer his course right. Everything about your life right now 
is navigation. It's how you steer your course. It's how you steer your finances. It's how you steer your decisions. It's how you steer your relationships. Right? That's everything right now. Right now, you are the captain of your ship. Because at this age, you're probably not, your parents are not on you anymore. Right? You're almost, well, if at this stage you're not dependent, you're not independent, then we, we have to have a separate talk with you. But <laughs> it's assumed that at this stage, you've got independence. So right now, all the freedom you ever wanted in life, you have it. The question is now, how are you steering the ship? You wonder, ah, you don't want anybody to tell you who you are. You're a big boy. You're a big girl. Fantastic. Fantastic. You're now the captain. The steering of your life has been handed over to you. Everybody has taken control out of it. So now, let's read again, Proverbs 1.5. The wise will also will hear an increase in learning, and the person of understanding will acquire skill and attain to sound counsel so that he may be able to steer his course right. That means sound counsel is what helps you to steer your course. Did you see that? Sound counsel. Now, this counsel is coming from someone. Who is that counsel coming from? Your mentor. Sound counsel. Not just any kind of counsel. Sound counsel. Because right now, your finances will be stared the way you want. You can end your salary now and blow it one month. Nobody will ask you anything. Meanwhile, another person understands financial management. He earns his salary and he saves, he invests, he gives, he does the right things, he's able to push on to the next month. But don't forget, don't forget that even though you have all the independence right now, your life is actually counting. Actually, you're getting older by the day. You know, by the time you live here, you're one hour older than you came in. You, you realize that? That's a deep revelation. So, you can, you can just like, oh, I'm still young, I'm still young. No, life doesn't mark time for you. Life keeps going. Now, Proverbs chapter 9, and verse, nine and, verse 8 and 9. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 8 and 9. Reprove not his corner, lest he hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he would love you. Because mentorship involves correction. It says if you correct a wise man, he would love you. Attitude to correction. That's why a lot of people don't stick with mentors. Because they don't want to be corrected. Now, you remember I talked about you are at the stage of independence now. You're staring your... And now, somebody wants to try to tell you how to do things. Then the problem will come. The next line. 10, verse 9, sorry. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a righteous man, one upright and in right standing with God, and he would increase in learning. So, having put these two scriptures together regarding the subject of mentoring, I'll talk to you about 10 ways to maximize your mentor mentorship relationship. Number one, know exactly what you desire or what you want to learn. You've chosen this your mentor. We've talked about that. What exactly do you want to learn from this person? Know exactly what you want to learn. What do you want to learn? What do you want to learn? Have that objective 
at the beginning of that mentorship relationship. What do I want to learn from this man? Why am I impressed by this man or this woman? What exactly do I want to get from him? There must be a specific body of knowledge that you want to get from whoever your mentor is. Number two, ask strategic questions. Now, for you to get the best from your mentor, you've got to ask strategic questions. There are questions that are very strategic. You know, and there are questions that are just questions. There are questions that can open you up to a wealth of experience and a wealth of knowledge that your mentor has access to. So you must learn to ask those strategic questions. Ask strategic questions. Imagine, well, except you want to buy your mentor a gift. Imagine somebody asking, what's my favorite color? Except you want to buy me a gift, but what How does that influence your life? Right? And for someone like me, you would... Because I really don't have. And if I have, probably it will be black. So, if you you were asking me such questions, you... Because you must understand something. What you need from your mentor is his wisdom. And you must, your, your questions are like pipes into his brain to get what is, what is in his mind that can help you. Are you following this? So you have to be strategic. You have to think of the questions you want to ask. You have to think of the questions you want to ask to be able to extract that wisdom. Number three, keep your honor. Keep your honor. Now, I found this a lot. People get, um, and I find this, you know, a lot. People get, people come, they meet you, and, oh, we, we want you to mentor. Oh, you are my mentor. Oh, my mentor. And that honor is one month. Now they have access to your number. Now you ask questions, they will respond. Then they just throw that honor out of the window. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. Keep your honor. Keep your honor. Never, never throw away your honor. Never throw away your honor. If someone is your mentor, keep your reverence. Keep your, you know, because sometimes you can now get so familiar with your mentor and it's almost like, yeah, you are now carried away by the next person who you haven't met. That's why people change mentors every month. Because they just, you know, ah, they want the new conference speaker. They want, <laughs> you know, you, I, you know why I laugh when I teach a mentorship is that people approach me a lot, a lot, a lot of times. Oh, I don't even take people serious anymore. When people say they want me to mentor them, I really don't take them serious anymore. Because people come and like, oh, sir, oh, sir, oh, God, sir. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. First one week, they're asking all the questions. They want to learn. The next two weeks, I'm the one looking for them. And they are changing status all over to show that they are active. 
After one month, I reach out to them. Hello, how are you doing? Say, ah, sir, ah, it is well. You know, Christians, if I tell you how I don't like that word, it is well. Because we use it to cover a lot of things. We use it to cover foolishness. We use it to cover stupidity. We use it to cover misbehavior. Say, it is, you know, when someone says it is well, what will you now say? You also will say it is well. And that's it. They've disappeared. Then one day, they will run into problems. They will not remember they have your number. Says, I have a question. They will not ask a question. If this in this is this, what is happening? And I say, what's the problem? Says, I'm in trouble. No, you shouldn't have gotten into that trouble if in the last 12 months we were having consistent conversations. You need your mentor. Your mentor doesn't need you. You, you must have that at the back of your mind. And your mentor is also busy. In fact, if your mentor is not productively busy, he should not be mentoring you. He should get a life. You know, sometimes I see people who say they are mentoring people and they are all over social media. And I ask them, how do you get life to create content? How do you, how do you have the time? See, you know what I'm teaching you this evening, Right? What I'm teaching now on maximizing mentorship. I wrote it like when I came in and I went to the office in between when in between when the service not even when the service started. Maybe I wrote everything I'm going to teach you in like five minutes. So it's not like ah prepared, you know, because this is my life. I'm not it's not notes I copied from somewhere. You can't find these 10 steps anywhere. I dare you. Go online, you know, because it's easy to teach some of these things and go online and go, go You can't find it anywhere. This is straight from my head. If you, if you have content, you have content. You don't need to, you, you don't need to, how do I put it now? You don't need to show people all over the world that you have content. Productive people are scarce. You've got to understand that. So, because some people feel, oh, you are my mentor, you don't have time for me. No, that person could be mentoring hundreds of people. You are the one that gets into his time and gets what you want by asking strategic questions. Because I've had people also meet me. So I really wanted to meet you, but I just think that you are busy. Of course I am. You have to create that time. You have to create that opportunity. You have to create that appointment. Are you following what I'm saying? You don't have to wait for your mentor to reach you or your life is destroyed before you come back. You don't have to. So, keep your honor. Number four, do not take access for granted. And that's very key. Don't take access for granted. You might know a lot of... You might, you, you, your mentor will give you access. Don't take it for granted. Don't just, you know, <laughs> because you have the man's phone number and WhatsApp. You now start forwarding the forwarded one cartoon to you. Say, sir, I don't know if you will like this. Hmm? Or one forwarded message with, I don't know, with flowers and love all over. You know, with purple everywhere. You know, inside the message is, is something. They say, sir, I just, I just want to share with you Happy Sunday. That's taking access for granted. It's not in your position to share such, such stuff. That's the absolute truth. You, your mentorship relationship is not for you to now be sharing videos that interest you with your mentor. Imagine, I mean, I can't even think of it. 
I found one funny video, then I now shared it with my mentor. So I just want you to laugh. Bless you, sir. <laughs> That's taking access for granted. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That now, some people can mentor you to the point where you are that close. I mean, but I really don't think you should be doing that. I really don't think you should be doing that. Yesterday, I was going through my phone. And I saw like my WhatsApp. I was trying to change all these things about status and the rest. So I saw like I blocked like 40 people. So I was wondering, why did I block all these many people? In fact, I didn't know that I blocked that many. But when I, I observed that 80% of the people I blocked were people who kept forwarding messages that I wasn't asking for. It's unnecessary. If something interests you, keep it to yourself. Put it on your wall. If, if I want to laugh, when I come on your wall, I would laugh. Don't decide when I laugh. It's not in your priority. That's not part of your, your, that's not part of your relationship. If you need a question answered, ask a question. So don't take access for granted. The greatest thing, this is extra, the greatest thing your mentor would give to you is knowledge. That's the greatest thing you should find out from him. Alright? That's what you should find out because it's a knowledge you need there. Now, six. Get, no, five. Five, right? Be more interested in their knowledge than affiliation. Be more interested in their knowledge than affiliation. You know what I mean? Some people just want you to mentor them so they can take selfie with you and put you under status and say, I have his number. You know, <laughs> I have his number. That's not the deal. What you, you're not, you're not, you're not their protege. You're not being mentored so you can snap together. It's knowledge you want. Go for the real stuff. You know, we live in a very superficial generation. We live in, I'll talk about that. We live in a generation that's so excited with showmanship. Hmm? Showmanship. If you, hope this doesn't rob you the wrong way, but if you check people who snap with cars a lot, hmm? check people who snap with cars a lot everywhere. They are holding the car. They are putting leg on the car. They are not the owners. That's the truth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Then, number two, if you see people who do that a lot, most of them are musicians and entertainers. They are not, permit my use of words, they are not content producers. So, they sell that because what musicians and entertainers do, especially secular musicians and entertainers, they sell a, a lifestyle of entertainment and wealth. So you always see that with their videos, there'll be a lot of girls scantily dressed, a lot of free girls scantily dressed, there'll be a lot of drinks, there'll be a lot of cars. Now, when you're watching that video, they're almost telling you that, you know what, if you keep listening to my music, this is where you would end up. So they sell that psychology to you. So you see that every time you listen to those music, come on like, man, I need to hammer this guy, I need to cut soap for me. You understand that? So you... You, you always have that at the back of your mind, right? Because that's what they are selling. The guy who owns that manufacturing, the guy who owns Lamborghini doesn't snap with a Lamborghini. Even if he's snapping with a Lamborghini, he will be snapping in his office a Lamborghini dress. He will not be lying on top and carrying his leg up. So you've got to understand that you, if you find someone who is 
so expensive, snapping here, snapping there, snapping there. They are selling a lifestyle that's not true. You need to watch it. Because the technology of social media is that if you sell more of your private life, people will follow you. But productive people keep their private life secrets. Check top productive people. Go to Mark Zuckerberg, the guy who has Facebook. Check his profile. Check what he posts. Content. Knowledge. Check all the social media influencers. Check what they post. Their children. Their wife. Their dogs. Their, why? They are, they are just selling a lifestyle. They are just selling. You hear what I'm saying? They go to one step in one hotel. They are snapping. They climb one car. They are snapping. They go to the moon. They are snapping. They are in the plane. They are snapping. Everywhere. Because what they are trying to sell to you is not content. It's a lifestyle. But that lifestyle, even if it's that lifestyle you want, that lifestyle is a product of a content. What you need is the content. The content will originally, will, sorry, will, will automatically bring that lifestyle. Do, do you follow what I'm saying here? Alright. If you go to, if you watch I know most of you follow football here, man. This time is so short. <laughs> if you if you if you if you if you are a football follower, if you watch a lot of footballers who are very productive, their social media content is very straightforward, straight to the point. Very straightforward, just simple. Match day, they play one. If you watch the ones who are going to Babin Saloon, eh? going to Babin Saloon, changing haircuts. Every 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 match day, <laughs> like one of my brothers, eh? every match day he will change the color to the hair of the opponent. You you see that he has sat up now, eh? So take match time for example. Okay, watch when Bruno Fernandez came. Straight to the point. Get the delivery done. Straight to the point. Get the delivery done. Straight to the point. Get the delivery done. Let your content be the plain thing. Not dance. Alright, you know what I'm saying? Not you score one goal, you dab, then for the next two weeks, they're looking for you around the football field. That's what it is. Content, content, deliverables. And so, when you are also choosing a mentor, you are not just choosing someone who is all over the place. You're choosing content. You're choosing a businessman. Don't just choose a businessman who is talking about how many cars he has bought. Choose a businessman who is actually productive. Go to Tony Elumelu's page. Go to uh, Stripe Masiyua's page and see content being poured out. Huh? Unlike when you go to Hush Puppy page. Hmm? And you see him sitting, drinking with wine. Busting wine. Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Always watch. Even in ministry, there are ministers who push content. There are ministers who push lifestyle. Watch for ministers who are pushing content. Are you following what I'm saying? It's important. Number six, get their materials. Be at their events if you can. I follow my mentor on social media and every meeting he goes to that he's preaching that is not where he's his church or his organization, I get the materials of that meeting. Sometimes he's surprised. I see he's preaching somewhere, I'll write that ministry and get his teaching and listen to it. You, I mean, you should, you know, 
I'm surprised people sometimes say I'm their mentor. And they haven't listened to a whole lot of my messages. Most of my wisdom is in my messages. Get their materials. Get into their events. Get their materials. Get their events. One of my ministry role models, it took me... <laughs> It took me because it took me a lot of money. I don't want to mention how much. But it took me a lot of money to go for his event in the US. I mean, it took me believing God for 20 years to be able to attend one of his events. All expense paid. That's that's how far. That's how committed I am to his ministry. Make way to be there. If he's speaking somewhere, get there. Get wisdom. Get the materials. Get the teaching. Listen to them. That's what you want. The secret of a man is in his message, is in his books. Get a hold of his materials. Number seven, ask for recommendations and feedback. You can ask for recommendations. Sir, on this area of my life, what would you recommend? Give me feedback. What would you, what would you, what, what would you recommend in this area? What, would you, what, what materials would you want me to study? Always ask for such feedback. Always ask for such feedback. Be open to correction. Number eight. Be open to correction with the right attitude. You will be corrected. You know, I told my mentor, I said, if I post anything on Facebook you think I should not post, just inbox me and I'll delete it straight up. I've had my mentor sometimes say, oh, Max, I don't think you should say this. And I'll delete it straight up. No, I'm not even trying to defend myself. Because if you want to get the best from your mentor, you've got to be accountable. You've got to be open. You cannot show one part of your life and hide another part. That part you are hiding might, might be what will self-destroy you. So you've got to be open. That's why choosing a mentor, you have to be careful. And again, you have to know that I'm choosing this person for long term. Are, are you following what I'm saying? Because uh, sometimes I can tell people, don't make this decision because I know where you're coming from. I know the path. I know some, some things around your life. So I say, oh, don't, don't do this, do that, don't do this, don't do this, don't do that. And there are some people who also come to me, they already made up their mind what they want to do. But they are just looking for who will say yes. Those people, I have one reply for them. I just have, okay. 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 Because they already know so much. You know, there are some people who come to you that you should mentor them, but they already know more than you. So when you give them advice, this will say, sir, excuse me, but I need you to see it from this angle. I should see it from your angle. If you had so much multiple eyes and multiple angles, why are you asking me? Because I'm expected to see what you're asking me from another perspective, not your own perspective. I'm not your colleague. I'm not your peer. And and, um, I particularly, and I think somehow that's the I don't want to call it a struggle, but that's the challenge I have with, with, with sometimes people who come to me for mentorship and over time, they pull back. I, I usually think in terms of, I, I usually think in terms of a lifetime. I usually think, I think very, I think more futuristic than immediate. Okay, that's, that's how I always think about decisions and life. So, for instance, if you ask me a question now and say, what do you think I should do now? I'm thinking of the impact of that decision probably in the next one year, the end of, you know, I'm thinking that way. But some people, they don't think that way. They are just now, 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 now. But I've always found out that if you make decisions based on 
the next couple of years, it'll help you to make the right decisions today. Right? So I ask you a simple question. You earn your money. I'm big on you investing. You're big on you buying something right now. And I'm like, no, don't. Now, you might interpret that to mean like I'm denying you the pleasure of buying something. But no. I'm empowering you so tomorrow you can buy that thing without struggle. Right? So, if you want me to see it from your perspective, now, of course, I'm not saying that a mentor should be just blindsided and not have a consideration for you, but understand what I'm saying. If I see it from where you're seeing it, we might not be able to make the right decisions. Okay. So, you must also be open that your mentor will see things differently. Be able to correction with the right idea. Number nine, take initiative. You reach out. You reach out. Sometimes I just reach out to my mentor. How are you doing, sir? Just wanted to check on you. I know you just had a meeting. How was it? God bless you, sir. That's it. Conversation closed. Okay? Reach out. You take the initiative. Someone is mentoring you. You take the initiative. You reach out. Don't wait for them to reach out to you. Once in a while they can, but don't wait for them to reach out to you. Number 10. Sometimes ask them, how can I help you, sir? Is there something I can help you to do? Be willing to help you. Don't your mentor <laughs> you know some people start mentoring and the next thing they are asking you for money because sometimes everybody feels you know sometimes you can feel that someone is very rich and he's not not as rich as you think all of us how many of you know that your friends think that you have money more than you actually have just say be honest I'm, see 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 I'm your guy even if you lie to everybody the guy is telling you I don't have People always assume that you have more money than... And it's the same thing. Okay? So, especially... <laughs> especially when you're doing a couple of things around... People feel like, man, that guy is rich. People... I mean, as a pastor, you can go and preach and people will even calculate your honorarium for you. See, did that church... Ah, that church, they don't give preachers more money. <laughs> and they have never preached there. Don't live in assumptions, okay? So, you can ask how you can help... Um, I want to talk about this quickly. Social media is deceptive. You must look behind the scene. Okay? Look behind what's being shown on social media. Because people will actually not show what they don't want you to see on social media. So you have to know that everything everybody's... For instance, I'll give you two. I don't do this, but... I just want to give you an example from a ministry perspective. If I go to a meeting, right, and a lot of people did not attend. Imagine we had this singles meeting and only three people came. Do you think I'll post on, 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 on social media? Like, ma, wow, we had this massive meeting. Nobody showed up, only three, but I thank God. Do you think I'll post that on social media? I'll never post that. But imagine now, the place is full. And I tell the guy to snap. What do you think I'm going to do when I get home? Wow! had a massive meeting that is not the truth because before I got to those massive meetings there were meetings where only three people came you didn't see that so if I'm your mentor and you now hold a meeting where three people came you will feel like you are a failure but the truth of the matter is that I've been there I remember one of the young guys I mentored in Benin pastor in Benin called me one time he said I'm so discouraged I said what's the problem he said, ah, there are only four people came to church today. I said, there are much. So I said, I started with three. He was like, ah. By the time I finished talking with him, he was so encouraged. 
I said, do you know what it means that four people left Christ Embassy? They left deeper life. They left winners. They left Mountain of Fire. They left Assemblies of God Church. I mentioned like 10 churches. And they came to meet you in the classroom that you have something to teach. I said, you are anointed. By the time I... Ah, the guy was... It was almost like saying, oh, I want four and no more. But you know why I could do that? Because I've been there. I've, I've, I mean, when we started church here, we had, I mean, three, four. There was a day I went to church. Then my, my wife wasn't here. There was a day I went to church. There was nobody. I preached. Thank God, preached. Everything. <laughs> Closed the offering. Closed. I mean, so... I mean, you think I'm going to put that on Facebook? Man, we had an awesome service today. Nobody showed up. So, what I'm trying to tell you is this. Everything you see online is the good part of people's journey. Never let that make you judge your life. Because the day they fail, they never post it. If they post the day they fail, they'll post it and complain that people did not help them. This world is wicked. People will say they are your friends, but they are not your friends. Blood is not really blood until you test the blood. I have meeting. None of my friends came. Do you understand that? And you see, now, they are changing the narrative. Instead of, instead of looking at why did people not show up, they are now blaming people that they didn't show up. Then you too will now buy that story. I say you have to be careful. Not everybody is your true friend. Stop all those nonsense. The world was never designed that everybody would like you. It's not in the makeup of the world. If your success is highly determined by people who like you or don't like you, you're not still producing content. Content will sell. Even you can develop content to the point where people will not like you, but they will still like your content. See, you know what that guy, I don't like him, but I can't deny what he produces. That's where you should strive for. You shouldn't strive that your business is growing by emotional. You know, it's like you, 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 sing, you sing a music and then you're harassing people. Download. Share with your friend. Share. Don't, don't like the link and click the link. Stop those things, man. Sing what you want to sing. If you want to share, we'll share. Should we encourage people? We should encourage people, but we should encourage people out of sympathy. I don't buy books. I mean, I mean, I don't publish books. There are people in my church here who don't have my books. I don't buy books and force my church members to read it. Because I also know that the point will come where they would need the books. They will buy them. And if, they feel, if what I've written they feel is not good enough, then that's, that's me going to work on myself. How can I be your pastor and you don't have my book? Outside us, we buy my book. Oh God, stop that thing. Don't just stop that. I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, I have some of my church members here. I will not harass anybody. I will not harass anybody over what, you know what? It will be a challenge for me that how can I have a book out and my people don't feel they need to read it. Do, do you understand? If I see it from that perspective, what am I going to do? I work hard on myself. Stop blaming people for not patronizing you. Raise your game. Raise your content. You must come to this point in life and that's what I push all the time. Bring so much value that you cannot be denied. Interpret the dream and walk away. The king of Egypt will look for you and ask you to come and take the position. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't, don't get into all those you know, those social media, either you're overshowing or you are overblaming. You know, those are the two extremes. Let's look at this. Oh man, 6 o'clock. Character. Three C's. Write three C's. Three C this way. Three C this way. Okay? Three C's are for your mentor. Three C's are for you. And then we can close that. Number one, if you want to choose a mentor, please look for character. Look for character. C, C, C. 
Look for character. Character, character, character any day. Does this person have character? Please look for character. Number two, content. Do they have content? Hmm? Are they producing content? Do they have something? Number, number three, are they committed to mentoring you? So, do they have character? Are they con- do they have content? Are they committed to mentoring you? Alright. Then this is your 3C. You must be conscious of why the relationship was started in the first place. Be conscious of why the relationship was started. This relationship was started so I can learn. Keep it at that. Make sure you're learning. Don't get tired of learning. Don't get offended. I remember growing up, one of my mentors who passed on, my first mentor, who was a mentor for 14 years. Reverend Tony, I said, blessed memory. Oh, man. Oh, man. He was such a blessed man. <laughs> I remember one time, I, I, he was having a meeting. We invited somebody who was like a pair to us. I was so offended in that meeting. Like, how can he say, he's my mentor, and he's inviting somebody to speak, and he didn't invite me. Ah, man, I got so offended. I got so offended for like three months. I didn't talk to him. As if I was doing him, you know, but in terms of prayer, the Lord began to deal with me concerning that. Sometimes we can feel that our mentor owes something. Don't always have that heart. It can lead to offense. So be committed to learning. My number one reason I'm committed to this mentor is learning. It's not about him giving me platform. If he chooses to give me platform, fine. If he chooses to do anything, but... I want to learn from him. That's number one. Then your own, the next one is be consistent. Be consistent. Don't be a runaway protege. You are available today. You are not available tomorrow. Mm? Then number three, be committed to learning. Be conscious of why the relationship started. Be consistent and be committed to learning. That's all our time can take for now. Thanks to our wonderful governor. Alright, God bless you. Uh, do we have questions? Let's take questions for five minutes and then we can go. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email. Info at pastormax.ng or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.